Did you know that it's possible to raise your littles to want to listen to you without the use of consequences, rewards, and bribes? Hi, I'm Kaylee Zeyer, and this is the Chaos to Connected podcast, where we discuss simple yet effective parenting strategies to manage those pesky behaviors we go to bed at night hoping will be gone tomorrow. We're going to stand up to societal norms of disconnection, shaming, and punishments so we can take a deeper look into our child's heart. It's there you'll find connection, and there where you'll find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in. Hey, and welcome to the Chaos to Connected podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about something that feels really fitting in my life today, and that is, have you ever heard the common phrase, choose your battles. We're going to dive into that today, but I want to just give you a sneak peek into what my days looked like so far so that in case this is similar to yours, maybe you can feel less alone because I think sometimes we can see what other people share and maybe even like when we hang out with our friends, we see how their kids behave and that doesn't feel like what's the case for us. And I just remember when Um, I was struggling the most with my oldest because he was just having so many feelings and I didn't know how to support him the best, like how lonely that felt and how hard it was for me because I didn't feel like anybody could understand the intensity to which I was struggling. Like I could not look away from him even when he was in a good mood because the second I did, his mood could switch like a second and he might be hitting somebody. And so I just want, I mean, things have shifted since then, but like, I just want you to know that if you are deep in the throes of toddlerhood or experiencing a lot of behaviors that you aren't alone. So this morning, both my kids woke up like at a fairly normal time, not not too early or anything, um, but almost immediately when my youngest came into the room where me and my oldest were, he immediately began to fight over the covers, even though this is literally on me and my husband's bed. So the blanket is plenty big. It reaches across the entire king-size bed, but apparently it was not enough for him. And that led into a meltdown because you know, I gave him his half of the sheets and he kept trying to pull them away. And so I had to remove him and then, you know, things smoothed out. He was playing for a little bit and then I needed to change his diaper. Well, he didn't want his diaper changed. And it had gotten to the point where like, I I said, this is when we were going to do it. We need to get it taken care of. And he like at first was okay with it, walked in the room, but he wanted to, I don't know, play or leave or something. So we had another probably 10 to 15 minute meltdown. And, you know, then that was, he calmed down, he did, did what we needed to do and then came out of the room and immediately saw that my older son was playing with something that he had been playing with, you know, almost right after he woke up. And then he was upset by that and trying to take take those toys away. And not only that, but trying to pretty much attack my oldest. And thankfully he just tried to ward him off. Not, he didn't engage in any of the physical, (laughs) the physical stuff like he sometimes does. And then he only wanted me to hold him. And I'm like, 
you know what? I love you so much. I want to be here to support you, but like, I still have to pack our food for the day. Like we have to go in 10 minutes. And so it was just this drawn out battle of me trying to comfort him and support him and listen while also trying to like, I need to set you down for a couple minutes because I need both hands to pack this and then I will pick you up again and just like going back and forth. And that was just before we left. Like that was just an hour from wake up to before we left. And you know, there were, and then, oh, forgot. Then I needed to get something. My oldest was getting his shoes on. My youngest was supposed to be sitting there waiting for me to get something. I don't, I don't quite remember. Um, my oldest went out, but had his hand still in the doorway apparently. And my youngest wanted to shut the door. So he slammed his older brother's hand in the door which caused obviously some sadness and discomfort. And so, yeah. And, you know, there, there was more that happened, but thankfully this time it was just my youngest mostly. Sometimes it's both of them. So that was kind of a long-winded story, but I just really want you to know that even though I'm sharing all these things, it doesn't mean that there's not behaviors. It doesn't mean there's not big feelings. It doesn't mean that things go smoothly all the time because kids are people like we, and I was telling this to one of my behavior blueprint clients too, is that, you know, as we start to see shifts, it's still appropriate for kids to have behaviors, no matter how much we know how to manage them, no matter how much we have listened through them. Like it is normal for kids to have behavior. It's not going to go away completely just because you are doing these connection strategies. It's going to improve a lot and transform a lot of your life, but it's not going to completely go away. And that's important to remember because our kids that like, we cannot even be, that's just abnormal. Like we can't be happy and listening and obedient and whatever a hundred percent of the time. So just to throw that out there in case, in case, but let's get into choose your battles. So I'm guessing you have probably heard this before. Maybe you've said it, maybe you've thought it, but what I really think that people are meaning is to choose when you can handle the fallout because that's usually what's happening, right? Like we are in that moment trying to decide is me setting a limit or me doing whatever worth it if my child doesn't like it and then they have big feelings about it. And I think the biggest issue here is, well, one, is that we don't know how to manage our triggers. So if that's you, I do have a free resource that I want you to dig into because learning to manage your triggers is going to be pivotal for your ability to help your child work through behaviors, especially if you're dealing with some of the intense behaviors, the aggression, hitting, that sort of thing. But it helps across the board. It helps across everything, not just your parenting. But number two, I think, is because we don't understand what behavior actually is. And behavior is actually communication. It's telling us that there's something going on here that our kid isn't able to vocalize or verbalize, whether that's because they're disconnected, whether that's because they have a lot of emotions and they don't know how to resolve them, they don't know how to release them, or they don't feel supported in that process. So, what I think that we should really be saying is instead of choose your battles, choose your connection strategy. Learn to analyze the situation and determine what your child needs. I don't think that we should, you know, 
one day be like, oh, I just like, I don't feel strong enough. So I'm just going to let them do whatever. Or I don't, I don't want to deal with the behavior. So yeah, you can have 10 pieces of candy. (laughs) I mean, those might be extremes, but maybe that's something you felt before. And I think one, again, you need to learn to manage your triggers. That's key because that's going to impact all the other things. But number two is really figuring out what is it that your child needs. And when we can come with a lens that behavior is not necessarily good or bad, it's telling us what is going on, then we can key into what does our child need in this moment, and then we can come from a neutral place. You know, if our child has a meltdown about it, we don't need to be frustrated or impatient or angry about it. We can understand that, oh, our child's having a meltdown. There must be feelings in there that they haven't been able to talk about that they need to release. And when I can give them a gift of supportively listening so they can have that meltdown and they can release those feelings then it's going to free up space in their brain to be able to learn more, to be able to focus more, to be able to take in more joy and to share more joy and to have more connection and for behavior to actually, like some of those things that we would consider, you know, negative behavior, the crying and the whining and all that, it's going to help that subside because they're not going to be carrying so much anymore. So what does that look like? So if your child is really struggling. I would think back to have we connected lately? And by lately, I mean today. Like, have you connected today? Have you connected yesterday? What about the day before? Was there like a long span of time where you weren't together? You know, were you working all day and your child was at school or daycare? And then was, you know, the nighttime chaotic? Have you spent time connecting, not multitasking, not on your phone, not bouncing from place to place, like just being together in one place, playing, whatever it is. Have you done that? And if not, start there. Like this doesn't have to be, oh, they're having trouble. Well, we have to get out the door and I don't have time for special time. Go read. I also have the free resource of the special time ebook. This is the number one way to transform behaviors, 100%. Um, but you can do this in brief periods. You can do like a special time or, or um, even some connecting play together in five minutes. It doesn't have to be long. Like if you're having a tough morning, you could say, you know what, everybody, we're going to play tag for five minutes or you guys go hide and I'm going to find you and just like a quick play activity. So you're getting connected before you leave. That, that counts. It doesn't have to be 20 minutes alone. That's great, and I think that's important, but if you don't have that time, still connect. It's really important to connect. I'm going to put in the show notes also an episode that I did on ways that you can easily connect that are not adding time or like tasks to your to-do list. There's lots of ways. It doesn't have to be challenging, um, but it is important. This is something that you need to schedule in daily, just like you schedule in your meals. This is necessary. And then if your child really like is crying or you notice like maybe they've been whiny and then they kind of calm down, then they were whiny and kind of calm down. So like I mentioned how my morning went, that means that your child has emotions on the surface and they need to release them. So two things that I think about this is one, you can set a limit and do the stay listening where you listen through the upset calmly, supportively with empathy. And I would specifically focus on this if you know that there's been some kind of event where your child has a lot of feelings around. So for example, 
we just recently took my youngest, like took the nook away. That's a big event for a child. We also were gone for the weekend. And while it was really fun and lots of family time, that can be overstimulating. That's a lot to process. That's a lot of great memories. Um, there's a thing called spoiled outings, which I'm not going to get into here, but I've talked about in other other places. Um, but so all those things can build up and kids just need the opportunity to release. So by setting a limit, like I did this morning with the diaper change, like, no, we need to change your diaper. We aren't going to go out. We need to change your diaper now. And then staying there and listening through it. And as they try to fight out, no, we need to change your diaper. And just continuing to go back and forth until they get the feelings out. And then they're kind of like, okay. And then they lay down for you. Um, And that sounds really simple because it is. (laughs) It's not hard. It sometimes is difficult for us to manage our own feelings and the patience at which it could take for a child to release feelings. But the strategy itself is very simple. And then the second part of that is if your child is just a little bit whiny or you feel like I, I really want to listen to feelings, I just like we have to leave. I don't have time to do that right now. That's okay. Just understanding that you are going to need to at some point, like maybe it's later that night, maybe it's over the weekend where you can really put attention and patience and understanding into a listening session. Then try play. Try to create play and fun around the issue versus setting the limit and holding space for crying. Both of those options allow feelings to be released. So you can choose either one of those. So when you are in this moment where you're like, oh, I need to choose my battles. This isn't one of them. I think it's not about choosing your battles. It's really important to be consistent. This is why um, I feel like my kids do really well outside of the home. And I think sometimes, you know, it's because they're outside of the home, so they're on their best behavior. But I truly believe that the way that I see things is because of all of this consistency and connection and the variety of the connection strategies that I'm implementing. So really just thinking about in those moments, if I need to hold this limit, I'm going to hold it. If I need them to do something, I'm going to do it. I can do it. I can handle whatever is going to be thrown my way because it's just communication. It's not an attack on me. It's not because I'm a bad parent. It's not any of that. It's because there's simply something that needs to happen here. And is it because we need to connect? We haven't had time together. Or is it because there needs to be a release of emotions? And then from there, you can choose, okay, how am I going to attack this? Not because I'm not going to choose this quote unquote battle, but because I'm going to choose how to handle it. So for example, well, I already kind of talked about, I did write in my notes, I wasn't really looking at them, but refusing the diaper change. So in one, in one sense, if it's something, you know, like if your child has a dirty diaper, like you can't just let them run around and play forever. Like sometimes it might not, you might be like, well, we do need to change your diaper, but whatever. It's not that big of a deal. It doesn't have to be done this minute. But there are some times where it does need to be taken care of. Like we do need to do it right now, whether that's because of what's in it or if it's because you need to leave or it's about bedtime or whatever. And that's where you can set the limit. Like it is time to change your diaper and let them have feelings about it. Sometimes that requires me to hold my child on my lap until they're ready to lay down. Sometimes that might be we're just in a room and I sit in front of the door so that he can't escape. Um, 
but really holding firm to that limit and just being willing to listen to the big feelings because it's not that the feelings are coming from they don't want to change their diaper. It's because there's other feelings coming to the surface. And as you're listening, they're using this opportunity for from you setting a limit to release all the feelings that they have been storing up. And that is a good thing. It might not feel good in the moment. A lot of times people will say, well, they were crying. And I'm like, that's good. That's the point. Crying is how we release our feelings, especially when we're be, being supported. It literally releases cortisol in our tears, which is the stress hormone. You are literally helping your child release stress by supporting them through crying. So it is not a bad thing. Or another example, so refusing the diaper change and you're like, I don't have time to listen or maybe like I don't feel like I have the capacity, like I am feeling impatient, turn it into play. So maybe it's like, oh, you don't want your diaper changed? Oh, I like, where does this diaper go? I think it goes on my head and like putting it on your head or laying down and being like, can you put this diaper on? I need my diaper changed. And just like figuring out a fun way to make it into play so that your child is laughing. And it might take a few repetitions of being silly with them. And then you've created this connection. Then they're willing to lay down to get their diaper changed. So It's not about choosing your battles. It's about choosing how you're going to enter that battle, I guess, is what I'm trying to say, which I don't necessarily think these are battles. But if we're going with that word, how are you going to enter the battle? Are you going to arm yourself with connection or are you going to arm yourself with the ability to set a limit and listen or are you going to arm yourself with play so that you can really help your child through whatever the situation is while being consistent, while doing and following the way that you want to parent, the way that you want your child to behave, using connection strategies is not permissive. It is not about letting your child do what they want. It's about empathy and understanding and recognizing what behavior is and coming from that place as you go forward. So I hope that this is encouraging and empowering and can give you some confidence the next time you come to the place that's like, hmm, do I really want to fight this battle? Remember, it's not about fighting a battle. It's about how are you going to enter into the battle so that it is not actually a battle, you know? Um, so check the show notes. I'm going to put different podcast episodes in there if in case you haven't heard about Stay Listening and you want more information or play listening or the connection strategies that are really simple, creating a connection plan. There's lots of good episodes that can kind of further your ability to engage here. So check the show notes. Also, the free resources on learning how to manage your triggers and how to implement special time will be there. So um, I hope this can be a blessing for you and that it's something that you can go forward and think about this week. All right. Have a great day. Real quick before you go, if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show, I'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone and find beauty in the behaviors. You can also take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories, and tag me, at Kaylee Josire, and we'll all do a little happy dance together. I love nothing more than to cheer you on along this journey. This work is so hard, but don't forget, God has not only called you to it, but he has equipped you for it. Now go get connected. I'll see you next week.